1: it's may 23rd 2018 this is the wrestling inc podcast i'm glenn rubenstein joined as always by raj Geary, chris featherstone coming along here in a minute gonna talk about smackdown live for may 22nd 2018. man what a difference a night makes i feel like a broken record every week but smackdown once again managed to pull off a pretty tight entertaining two-hour show as opposed to that long three-hour slog that monday night raw was this week
2: yeah it was it was a fun show um you know again nothing really earth-shattering This it's it's I guess it's kind of like a broken record, but not much is happening this time of year. You're not so if you're looking for big uh, storyline, you know, uh, big moments or storyline things happening, it's it's not happening right now. But it was it was a fun show. It was easy to watch, easy to sit through. Daniel and Brian, Jeff Hardy had a really fun match. So um, you know, I dug it.
1: Yeah, Fox uh, spent their money on the right show of the two.
3: Chris, how's it going, man? It is. Uh, it is well. Um, I am still very sore, but uh, this, uh, you know, I've learned the past uh, three and a half weeks since my surgery that uh, staying home isn't as bad as I thought it would initially be.
1: Oh, it's the absolute best. I mean, overall, we're, uh, you know, <laughs> when you're not recovering. So what would you, what was your surgery, man?
3: Uh, I had a major, I had a spinal, I had a spinal fusion L5. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. So I've,
3: so I am the human metal detector alert for the rest of my life.
2: So you're going to have problems at the airport.
3: Every time. (laughs) uh, It's just my back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Well, at least a while. you know, I've I've had back problems for over 20 years. And so, uh, hopefully this will change everything up and, um, start me afresh good man
1: good well and in recuperating yes spending time at home i see i find that as they get older even is coming back to the area in june and it was just kind of like you know what i'd rather just have a saturday at home doing absolutely nothing sounds better yeah. getting in the car dealing with everything
3: going through yeah, all yeah, the challenges you're lucky
2: i get two young daughters so that's not possible
1: here
3: <laughs> i've got i've got two young boys and a five a six month old girl so it's uh it's wow here too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile
1: i've got piles
3: of disposable
1: income which yeah, uh, there you go we're all
2: yankovic concerts
3: <laughs> exactly right, right.
1: like <laughs> funko pop vinyls i'm like oh they're coming out with some from coming to america i need to buy that entire set you know <laughs> ah. oh man so uh smackdown last night what did you think chris especially compared to raw this week
3: uh smackdown was decent um you know i think it was um I think it was a decent way to impress uh Fox I'm sure they have a very uh hawk eye toward their programming um uh, probably now more than ever. Um their their interests probably piled up uh, tremendously nowadays and so I think it was a a pretty decent uh way to kind of um you know uh kind of invite them unofficially I know that things won't really kick in until you know fall of next year but yeah you know, it, was a, it was it's a good it was a good way to kind of introduce you know the the relationship and one thing that sort of this is a
1: correction i know we were a little punchy by the end of the raw podcast on monday but part of with fox when they're talking about the new fox is that fox is going to be much more reliant on things like wwe Nine sports live yeah. sports so the new fox is going to be fox the broadcast network that includes fox news Fox Broadcasting, Fox Studios—that makes all the movies, that produces The Simpsons—that is what Disney is acquiring, not the broadcast network itself. So yeah, Fox Rupert, is, uh, they're yeah, not acquiring Rupert.
2: Fox News though.
1: No, 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 not Fox. No, Disney's acquiring Fox Studios. So Disney's right. not acquiring Fox Broadcasting either. So what's happening? Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now Fox Broadcasting, under the new Fox, no longer has that in-house pipeline of content that they once had.
3: Right. Rupert and Lachlan uh, Murdoch uh, is the one, uh, the, the two. Rupert, the, the father, and Lachlan, the, the son, uh, they, they're they the ones that purchased. I think Rupert sold some of his Fox stocks, uh, sh- uh, uh, shares to, to Disney, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, he bought the new Fox. Uh, he, he acquired that, if I'm not mistaken, based on my research. And so him and Lachlan is co- kind of co-heading um the new fox which like you said includes uh fox network one and two yeah but no longer fx and no longer uh, Mm. fxx i think i think that belongs to disney now if i'm not mistaken
1: interesting Yeah, yeah so uh i think last night so apparently off the air the Miz made a comment about smackdown live being a billion dollar franchise but on the air it was business as usual yeah. Um show open with Miz TV, Miz bringing out the new day, uh really dragging out this process of which one of them is going to be in the money in the bank ladder match for the slot that they earned last week. And of course, the Miz getting angry, uh demanding answers devolved into the Miz versus Big E last night, which was really a different match. I think they were touting it as the first time these two have ever faced off, um at least in recent memory. What did you think chris of this open to the show and this uh both the segment and the matches that followed
3: i loved it um you know there's some rumblings that biggie may be the chosen one uh and i've even heard uh rumors as as uh bruce Pritch would say rumor and in innuendo uh <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that biggie is the chosen one maybe to even go further and have a main event push don't know if that's true of course, but. Um, I, if it is true, I'd be a fan of, I've been a fan of biggie for quite some time. I'm, you know, I was one of the, the handful of people that marked out when he beat Curtis Axel for the intercontinental championship many moons ago. <laughs> uh, so I've always been big on biggie. And I think, and it's so funny because a lot of my friends, uh, they, they've turned a corner now on the new day, but I've liked the new day since day one. I was one of the only people it's, it's funny because when they when they came to I'm on Ohio when from Columbus every I I go to all the Columbus events WWE and it, it, no lie uh when the infancy of the new day um it, I was the only one you can see me I was on the floor you could see me in the back. I was the only one on the floor who actually stood up and was cheering for the New Day. <laughs> I think it was like a Raw or a SmackDown. I forgot what it was. But I was literally the only one standing up cheering for the New Day. You know, a couple of years later, New Day rocks, you know, pancakes. And so something else I noticed that I just love about just the uh, this is the reason why, to me, New Day continues to have life to the, 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 uh, the trio as a whole. Uh, mm-hmm. I always noticed just odd stuff. I'm, I'm about to become a doctor in psychology. So I always just noticed odd stuff and what allowed them to have even more life to the character is the whole new, the new shame thing that they do, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's still, and it's still something for the fans to interact with. Now they're throwing pancakes at people and saying shame. And so that's, you know, they, they say who the crowd says, who, of course, the crowd says "New Day," and now their new thing is shame. It's even bringing more life to the New Day character. So, I- I'm a fan of it, and I think uh, if Biggie is the chosen one to go far, I'm I'm totally I'm totally uh, on board with it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I actually tweeted out last night. Um, I said I wouldn't mind Biggie winning Money in the Bank and uh, splitting from the New Day. Now that doesn't necessarily mean they have to feud, but just kind of Biggie goes on and does his own thing because I think he has a ton of potential as a singles. Uh, for me personally, I'd I'd like it if Biggie toned some of this stuff down, like the, the gyrations and stuff. Just, <laughs> it just doesn't stream. It doesn't seem main event uh, yeah. to me when I see that. But I but I think he is. Um,
3: He's the babyface Rick Rude, Raj.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the oiling up his uh, his chest and stuff.
3: I oh, I, I enjoyed the taking
1: the swig of maple syrup and spitting it into a bucket last yeah, night. I thought that was uh, a...
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, stuff. it's it's funny. It's entertaining, but it's also not... It doesn't scream main event. It doesn't scream like this guy should be facing Brock Lesnar um, with, the, with the antics. But, you know, as a talent, I think he definitely could be in that mix. Uh, the New Day... Look, I feel like they've gotten stale uh, over the past few years, but the crowd is seems more into them than ever. I mean, they get loud reactions, so it's almost one of those things where I wouldn't split them up because why? If it, it ain't if it ain't broken, don't fix it. And right. if the crowd is still into them, I keep going with it until you see the, like it dying down. Yeah, but um. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for Biggie winning, uh, but I thought I, th- I liked this segment because it was very different. You know, mm-hmm. when when you traditionally think of the opening SmackDown segment, you think of a GM and Daniel Bryan and you know AJ Styles. So it, it involved different parties that normally aren't in that opening segment. So I thought it was I thought it was really cool. I thought it was entertaining too. I think the is just. Uh, Really entertaining right now, even though his outfit too doesn't scream. Man- oh, Jesus, <laughs> like
1: I and he's running into the ground. I mean, the Miz is normally a pretty sharp dressed guy, but uh, this year's WrestleMania outfit is just like oh, garish. I mean, just really, really awful. Um, it's too, quick, it's I'll, too, I'll, I'll, too I'll, like I'll,
2: you know, a lot of wrestling outfits are garish, but yeah. you can do it and still pull like Ric Flair's robe if you were wearing that, you know, back in the day. You know, you would people would think it's garish, but it works in wrestling. The Miz's yeah. doesn't. It, it still looks just it just looks out of
3: place. Yeah, yeah. Um, real quick about the tag team thing about the new day thing. Yeah. You know, we we've seen for years, uh, and this is what I don't want from the from the new day, because the thing is if you split the new day up, um, you have to you have to consider are they going to be better as singles or just as successful as singles competitors as they have as a unit and i don't think so oh no you know kofi kingston you know u.s champ intercontinental champ you know he's got a string of titles but he still never broke that glass ceiling as a singles competitor and i don't see him doing that again even if they broke up same thing with xavier awesome competitor but i don't see i don't see him going past the success of the new day that's the reason why i think that's that's the reason why you keep them as a team and we've seen it for many years just that i call it the unfortunately i call it the genetti complex and what that is is that when you break a team up usually one person soars and one flounders i mean we saw that with harlem heat with like booker t and stevie ray uh you know the steiner brothers scott became the main eventer rick was the mid carter you know i mean so we've seen that with Hard foundation exactly you know brett and and anvil so we get that we've seen that genetic complex for quite some time in the world of professional wrestling and if we do it you know i I think we have an opportunity if biggie if you break him from the new day he's the star and i think kofi and Xavier just kind of muddle and kind of you know sink in that mid-card purgatory again but
2: chris it's probably worth it if you're gonna get a main eventer out of it though because if you didn't break up the heart foundation if you didn't break up the the rockers you're stuck with a mid-card tag team as opposed to your brett Hart's and your Shawn michaels and you know the booker t's uh you know that you end up getting by doing the split
3: I agree yeah, with I think that. Xavier I
2: think. is Kofi is a tag team as well. I agree
3: with that. The problem is, it's always at the expense of someone just f- being a nobody at the, at the at the end of the deal, you know. And I just, I, I don't, I don't want the reason why I'm saying it. I don't want that for Kofi and Xavier. You know, I mean, we've seen it with with Brett. I mean, we see it <sighs> with, with Jim Neidhart. We've seen it with Stevie we- or Stevie Ray in many many aspects. But I just think Kofi is too good of a talent. For him to be uh, equal to Jim Neidhart, I mean, no. Sorry, Mm. Jim Neidhart, if you're listening to, if you're watching, (laughs) but they, uh, but uh,
2: but, uh, but, uh, let's move on here in a second. But they are a lot more talented than those guys as well. And I think you could keep, and like I said, you could keep them as a tag
1: team.
3: Yeah, Uh, yeah. So I wouldn't split them up. I would just have like Biggie be the guy. And then Xavier and Kofi be the tag team. You don't have to split up right, the new day, and that's you what can I was saying. Branch off. I
2: was saying yeah. you don't have them feud. They can still be buddies and everything, but they're right. Biggie have Biggie moved to his singles. Yeah,
3: I'm fine with
1: that. Yeah. Well, this match ended last night with the bar interfering, allowing the Miz to to pin Biggie. I was yeah. almost worried they were going to do the same thing on
2: Raw, where the bar interfered and it's a DQ, and then it immediately leads to a six man. Oh, teams, Jesus. You know, like Thank, they did on Raw. Well,
1: God, that didn't happen. But, and There's
3: it kind of to next week from with it. The so. finish, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so next week, it's the six man with the bar and the Miz yeah. against the New Day. Yeah. I guess the New Day get their win back. Or, you know. Oh, yeah. Definitely.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, the tag division on SmackDown Live right now. Uh, we'll talk more about that in a moment. Last night, we saw Lana versus Billy K. Qualifier for Money in the Bank. Chris, are you a believer? Lana won. She's going on the money <laughs> in the bank.
3: This Albany, New York stories. Sure uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, yeah, No, no. I, I just, you know, she's uh, Lana is um, not the best. Lana is not number one. Clap, oh. clap. <laughs> uh, but you know, it was a good moment. Um, that kick was cool. You know the uh, the X. Ex- Pac, uh what is what is that called? What's the, what's that finish called? The face b- buster. What's the, I don't know. I don't forgot what X Pac called it, but um, the X Factor. X Factor, yes, yes, the X Factor. So I guess the Lana Factor now. Uh, you know, it's it's just a moment. The fans are into it. She's got so much growth to do. You know, she's a part of the, the latter match. I hope, I hope she does not win it. I really hope she doesn't win it. Um, But, you know, it's interesting to see where it is. Is she a face now? You know what I mean? Because she was booked as a, uh, she was booked going against the heel, uh, which is Billy Kay. The fans are into her because they're into Rusev. You know, I think she's in a bit of, con, uh, of a conundrum here of, of where she goes from this, from this, you know, winning this match and just her character as a whole from from henceforth.
2: And to be fair, that was the best she's looked. I mean, oh, it was, granted, absolutely. it was thirty seconds, but yeah. you know
1: what? That was a credible look. If I was watching SmackDown for the first time last night, I would have thought that Lana, Aiden English, and Daniel Bryan were the biggest stars in all of WWE. Yeah, guys.
2: she was. I mean, she was super over. Um yeah. that Aiden English. Uh, you know, the rub is spread. Oh, from my Rusev God. To, did, did they say why Rusev wasn't there?
1: Uh, no, but they showed the tweet, him wishing our luck. Um, I thought Aiden's intro was money when he pulled out the Lana Day sign. I mean, that whole thing last night was just a fantastic piece of, of sports entertainment. That whole segment, I thought, from intro to finish, and even with the iconics, I mean, th- you know, they did their thing that's still kind of disconnect. Someone is saying
2: that they said that Russo was in Bulgaria. Oh,
1: (laughs) which could have been. They were. I
2: mean, they were in Europe. It's not. He could have
1: legitimately been in Bulgaria. That's true. And we're just laughing because it seems like such a kayfabe reason. Just say he was in Bulgaria, right?
2: Right. But you would think otherwise. He would have been there.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, But uh, you know, again, thirty seconds. But Lana. Uh, she looked good with the little she had to do. I would not have her win Money in the Bank. I know you want it, Glenn. I just oh, feel like... so good for why? like six months. No, Mr.
1: No, Mr. and Mrs. No. Money why? in the Bank.
2: Why would you want... We talk about the women's division and trying yeah. to be taking it seriously. It's not serious if Lana wins. The, well, the Money in the Bank winner is very likely going to be the next women's champion. You should have someone
1: credible in there. And Lana's not at that level yet. I and think then you're just te- making it a joke. Well, yes. I thought Baron Corbin winning Money in the Bank was debasing uh the legacy it wasn't a Christian. joke
2: though so. a joke would be like bo dallas or you know someone like yeah. that and that's former what NXT winning champion would be in like.
1: bo dallas huh yeah. former nxt yeah. champion exactly. bo Dallas. yes
2: yes yeah. b team bo dallas if he wants right. that would be like him winning money in the bank because it's funny but yeah. when you're talking about the top level you know i don't think uh you should have that much comedy in there
1: Someone would say Carmella. Some might argue Carmella. And look, uh, and
2: yes, and the women's division has fallen. In just like the last two
1: months, it's fallen so much. Look, I think we can all agree, as long as it's not James Ellsworth winning it again the first (laughs) time, uh, (laughs) prompting a redo, it'll be good. But I think it's it's a trade-off. You know, it really depends. I mean, look, of course, heart of hearts, I would love to see someone like Becky win um, and carry that through. But the way that they booked Carmella this year, I mean – that that was her storyline. And I think with Arusa Villana, they need something for them. Um, I think this would be a good gimmick to put on them. It, but, again, it depends on how they want to go with it.
3: So, See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Especially, <laughs> as, especially as a heel, a lot of times, and we've seen it just from a traditional standpoint, your character can far acede, uh, 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 exceed your athletic ability. I mean, we've seen mm-hmm. that with so many people throughout the years. Um, and I think that's where Carmela is. That's why I'm not particularly upset that she wanted and that she cast in um, cashing in against Charlotte right after she beat Oscar. I'm not, <laughs> I wasn't okay with that. No, <laughs> but, I mean, it's, but,
1: it's ridiculous. But
3: this period though, I, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it because she is a great heel. I mean, she is one of the only pure heels in the WWE that people actually jeer at her and Alexa bliss. They both do a fantastic job of, they don't feed into the cheers that they get. They just, I mean, they cut them from the legs, you know yeah. I mean? And even, even Alexa bliss, she even kind of goats it in a little bit and then spits all over it. You know, and I love that. I love that. That, that is heel one oh one. And I think Carmella, she does a fantastic job and, you know, she doesn't have to be, to me, you know, just from a, a wrestling kayfabe standpoint, she doesn't have to be the best person in the ring as a heel because she has a fantastic character. Now, so, now Lana, on the other hand, she's not the best athletically, and her character is kind of, you know, in the middle now. I mean, is she a face? Is she a heel? None of those things are concrete enough for her to say, yes, when this briefcase because I, I can't stand when they kind of hot shot things, you know, and just say, okay, well, this is the, the flavor of the uh, month right now. Let's make this hot. And then, you know, resent it and say, ah, well, never mind. I mean, that's what they did with Sandow, the, the, the uh, money in the bank. They did the same thing with him. They were like, ah, well, this probably isn't the best thing. They kind of hot shot that idea. <laughs> and even people can say that with Baron Corbin, although I was cool with Baron Corbin winning. I don't like the fact they kind of hot shot it and they kind of changed their mind. I don't like that type of inconsistency and if they have Lana win it I can see the same thing happening with her.
2: See I don't think I don't agree with Carmella either. I think she's been she's been good as a heel but she doesn't come across as a main event heel. It's not like you could right, build that to someone against Ronda Rousey with yeah. heading into WrestleMania you had all these possibilities. Asuka's undefeated. You had Nia Jax and uh, Alexa Bliss having a great feud. Uh, you had Ronda Rousey, you know, in the waiting. And I think by having Charlotte beat Oscar, then just lose to Carmel. After Charlotte beat Oscar, it seemed very credible that the main event of next year's WrestleMania could be Charlotte versus Ronda Rouse. Absolutely. You know, now it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, her, her losing to Carmella, Car- Charlotte's cold as hell right now. Granted, you could still build her up, but at this point in time, that does not seem like a WrestleMania main event.
1: But how many credible opponents are there for Ronda Rousey in the women's division? I mean, we kind of talked about this Nian, before. Nia no, There are some. I mean, there's probably Nia, Charlotte. I think Becky. And Oscar could, be, could have
2: been if they didn't yeah. beat her.
1: I think yeah, if her streak still,
3: was still, a first streak was still going on, if her streak was still going yeah. on from from WrestleMania to next year, that would have been huge. Oh yeah. You know, if if Oscar would have won the title, Carmella would have cashed it in and still lost, and Oscar would have took her streak to next year's WrestleMania. I can certainly see Ronda versus Asuka as a main event because Asuka so good in the ring as a worker that she can, you know, kind of accentuate Ronda's positives and make it look really good. Charlotte can do the same thing, but, but, but I think Asuka has more oh, yeah. stock in her with the streak. Asuka,
2: yeah. The first singles match for – if you were to book the first singles match for Rousey, Asuka seems like a no-brainer. Absolutely. Nia Jax doesn't. Nia Jax, I can't remember the last time she really had a good match. Uh, You know, she hurts people. Um, I like her, but she's just not the best wrestler. And if you're having someone who's (laughs) never had a singles match, still (laughs) hasn't. You know, they changed her singles matches on the tour to six-person tag team matches. Granted, I'm sure they're going to rehearse the hell out of it, and they're probably going to keep it short. But if you want someone in the ring with Rousey for the first time, Asuka would have been the person to go. And that's why the short-sightedness of beating her when there's no real uh, long-term plan following up from that
3: uh, just made no sense. Again, what I say. Again, what I say. hot shotting things just to say, oh, "I changed my mind," and now just none of it makes sense.
2: Yeah. <laughs> People pointing out that Nia Jax had a good match with Oscar, and there you go.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, point
2: point go, taken.
3: Bro.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of in disarray though, right now. I mean, with the women's division, that's what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: That's what I'm saying. And I think part of that is Carmella on top. Hmm. I think Charlotte on top, it would just, it would seem a lot more credible. Yeah. But
1: remember how much that sucked in raw though, when Charlotte was champ. And then it was was
2: great with her and Sasha. That was like the feud of the year. That was good. No, I'm thinking back to women's feud of the year.
1: No, I'm thinking back when she was champ and her dad kept helping her win by cheating every match.
2: Well, it it helped establish her, you know, (laughs) Rick was there to help get her over and it, it kind of worked i mean she, yeah, worked. once she got rid of her it rid of him it didn't feel like she got brought you know she was brought down uh, and she, she
3: got something. even more heat when she got rid of rick that that promo that she did when oh, she just buried him <laughs> she got, the got, with the, with the off key singing heat.
1: that they kept yeah. showing again and again for some reason but she okay. got it worked though because she got crazy heat for it and that's yeah. what she was supposed <sighs> to do She's yeah
2: established pretty much since then
1: Well, and that's the weird part is because during most of her championship reigns, she has been, I mean, Sasha, she did the back and forth with, but I'm trying to think with everyone else, she was kind of unbeatable for a while. It seemed that putting her at the top was a lock, which is, I know you like that Raj having, you know, the champ keep it locked down for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do right now. If they keep doing two women segments a week, I think there's opportunity for them to rebuild the division. But yeah, Charlotte absolutely needs a comeback trail to go against Ronda Rousey at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so after that match last night, we got Andrade Cien Almas versus an unnamed enhancement talent. Andre, of course, came out with Zelina Vega and uh, this is how they're building them. They're going from this playbook, which is kind of a nice change from what they did when uh, Bobby Roode and Shinsuke came up from NXT. Chris, how do you think Andrade is faring so far on Smackdown live?
3: Uh, he, he's a fantastic worker. Um, you know, I, I've seen him in new Japan when he was uh, la Lysandra and, and just, uh, this time in NXT, uh, Vega is, is just his ace in the hole because I think if, without her, he'd just be bland, uh, like he was for a while in NXT. He's kind of in a tough spot now because, because SmackDown is so flooded with talent, um, that it's, it's tough to just kind of make him, Kind of above, you know, the rest of them. I can see a feud with him and Jeff Hardy over the U.S. Championship, and oh, and I'll, and I'll be, be okay with that.
2: I, I think I think it was exactly what it should have been. I think they're bringing him in the right way, introducing him slowly, um, not assuming that everyone knows who he is. Uh, get him and Vega over to the crowd. And then yeah, I mean this was something we had mentioned on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I, I see I had said Orton or Jeff Hardy. Orton's obviously out with an injury right now. So Jeff Hardy seems the way to go. He doesn't really have much going on. But Chris to your point, Ron SmackDown don't really have that many good heels. So I think uh, that really works to Andrade's favor because you got uh, on SmackDown, you got Smojo, mm-hmm. uh Nakamura, and, and that it kind of ends there. Um, I, I'm not counting big Cass. <laughs> he's not, at, you know, a top level yet. Maybe Miz he will get there. there. Miz is up there. Miz is up there too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Um, he's probably number three actually. Yeah. So actually, Andrade Raw almost needs it more than SmackDown does because Ra <laughs> has no one. Uh, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have been just beaten so often that it's hard to take them as top guys. Um, so. Uh, But it's
3: hard to be a heel, though. And I've uh, I've, I've heard some wrestlers say this, too. It's it's hard to be a heel. And I think Seth Rollins had this issue, too. Uh, It's hard to be a heel and be a really good worker. You know what I mean? Because it's like the, the fans of... Uh, now, that the modern day fans, they enjoy the work more than the character in, mm-hmm. in many aspects.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And and I think, you know, so with someone like Almas, and this is why he started to get cheered in NXT. I mean, people, it went from him not, you know, he didn't, no one cared about him. He was actually getting booed when he was a baby face because he was so bland. When he turned heel, he had, you know, stellar matches. And then he started to get cheered because he was such a good worker. You know what I mean? Yeah, and but so you gotta you me, gotta
2: take that. I mean, that's just the way it is.
3: Well, I, I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna concede to that because I think that you have to, from, from a wrestling standpoint, you have to have a strong character. If you if you're booked as a heel, you have to be a heel. You know what I mean? I think that the character aspect to that it has to be something. I know Vega is 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 cutting these kind of heelish promos, but to me almost doesn't there's nothing about andrade seeing, seeing almost on the smackdown roster that looks like a heel
2: but me. so what do you
3: mean so then they should start having matches that suck <laughs> no 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 i think that he i think that just it's it's in the character i mean like a heel. i just don't think
2: great, even if you have a character like samoa joe has a you know, a heelish character, but look at the you know big cheers he's getting when he comes out, and the fans are going. Yeah, but he Joe, Joe, really, he,
3: he has a really good way of cutting that off at the core. You know, mm-hmm. like he. But during the, prob- the
2: matches, they start cheering him again.
3: Yeah, but, I mean, but here's the thing: it. it the fans are going to do what they want to do. Period. But here's the thing: if you if you're a heel, be a heel. And I think with, even with Joe, he still does things that looks like a heel. No matter, because because he sure. has a way. He he has a way to say, okay, I'm getting cheered, and he's done this before in promos. He he'll get cheered, and then he'll cut. He'll he'll do something that the fans will start booing. You know, in an instant, and I think those kind of qualities should be in a heel.
2: Yeah, and they you know, Zelina Vega's does cut heel promos now. Now, should he be doing super dastardly things right off the bat? I don't think so. I think you got to introduce him, <laughs> right? Well, so. I know that
1: The problem with the heels in the WWE is no one is doing dastardly things.
2: No. You know who is? You that. know who the best heel in all of WWE is? Hmm. Vince NXT? Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Ciampa's absolutely.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, like like uh, th- that's the type of heat that I love to see. You know, yeah. I was at, I was at TakeOver in New Orleans, and I wasn't the one – saying it but i was witness to people saying f you champa clap 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 like that is nwa heat right there and that's the stuff i love you know yeah. it's like yeah, it is I, lacking
2: i agree i love that too
3: i've had jake roberts on my show before and he was talking about how like he would go out after when he was a heel in nwa he would go out to his car and his tires would be slashed you know like that's that's that genuine real heat people would throw stuff at him uh he would have to protect himself going out of the building i mean that is some awesome awesome heat and champa is the one who has that heat nowadays i just think i it's just i guess it's just me just loving that that old school feel if you're a heel you got to be a heel
2: i mean yeah. that's there's not that's, there's not many people that, that do that rollins tried I, I mean rollins was really uh did his best to do it uh neville i thought was great
3: at it oh, neville's, yeah. yes absolutely neville's another one that was really good neville. like he like just this, this little subtle stuff because he would go up for the red arrow Mm-hmm. And people would cheer for it, and he would get off the ropes. Right. Like this stuff, you know, just simple and, stuff like and that. And then he keeps
2: it going, like like Ciampa, he would keep it going on social media, which I love. Yep. Not many people Absolutely. do that. Yep. Yeah. No, but Elias He's is good. like, there'll be a heel on TV, and then they're playing up, up, down, down with Xavier Woods. Right. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's the key. It's the commitment to it, right? I mean, Kevin Owens, uh, when he was active on Twitter, was big on blocking people and responding and like mocking them. And that was good, but it is very old school, and I think that's what it is. It's not the genuine heat of "we hate you." It's the idea that we're we're doing our part as fans to give the the kayfabe reaction to the yeah. to
3: the character. Even JBL, JBL, and Jericho, like they didn't want any merch. So when they were heels, like Jericho that's how was, committed yeah, they were. The that's how committed they were into you know being their character that as heels they did not want any merch sold of them that, yeah like that i highly highly respect champa is doing everything except
1: twirling his mustache right now with uh <laughs> his heel angle and it's it's fantastic yeah, it is Absolutely. um so yeah with andrade see i think he's gonna be more in the anti-hero baby face role because i just think he looks so money out there i mean with Zelina speaking for me comes out in the white pants i mean looking like a million bucks <laughs>
2: it's funny someone brought up on our, in our uh in our, uh, live chat on wrestling Inc that, yeah. that, uh, almost looks like Rusev and now that's, all, kind I, of like, like that's all I, that's all picture. He kind of <laughs> yeah. does.
1: That's an angle. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's oh funny. man. Um, so after that last night, we got a short backstage thing with Carmela, uh, promoting her match with Oscar money in the bank. Don't think we need to focus on that. Um, Oh, with a stipulation last night. AJ Styles Shinsuke Nakamura in the ring. Shinsuke calls out that uh his stipulation the match is going to be a pillow fight and money in the bank. And uh, then they proceed to get into it, have a fight. Uh right there, going outside of the ring before Shinsuke gets up and announces it'll be a last man standing match. Uh why are they teasing us with a pillow fight, man? Like that there has
2: been a WrestleMania pillow fight there has. before. So what? it wouldn't be uh it wouldn't be setting a precedent. <laughs> If this True. goes to
1: extreme rules, extreme rules pillow fight. There you go. You know, uh, so last man standing.
2: I, I I I thought it was kind of cute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope last man standing. I tweeted this last night, but I hope that doesn't mean that they do another uh, non finish where they're both out for the oh, ten counts.
3: Uh, I can see that though.
2: I, I feel like that if they do that, I feel like they've they've lost that that. Uh, the perfect timing, right? I think mm-hmm. Nakamura should be the champ now yeah. and you could have AJ chasing him and you keep the feud and that keeps the feud going but Nakamura um, is the hottest he's been, I think, since he's been on the main roster. I think he's doing a great job uh, as a heel mm-hmm. and I just think that it, it's AJ's a little bland right now and I think that will, him chasing will probably, um, you know, heat him up too so I think uh, Nakamura should win and AJ chasing. And then you can also have, you know, it opens up a bunch of possibilities. You still got Daniel Bryan in there. I don't know if they want to put Daniel Bryan in that world title mix uh, yet. I'm sure they want to make sure he's good for a while before even thinking of putting him in. Mm. But you do have him there. Uh, You do have Jeff Hardy if they ever decided to kind of bump him up a little. So uh, it opens up some new possibilities and some new matches.
3: So I'd like to see that um a- another subtle thing i noticed with nakamura his his uh, theme music changed a little bit again
2: um, did it someone yeah, mentioned because, that i didn't notice it what what was different
3: well you know how he kind of played to the music and when he kind of does his pose in the ring is like when someone's strumming the violin just like one single strum and now they have kind of like a jumbled type of thing so like uh the he won't even play into that as a heel see Uh, And again, I think when when WWE wants to commit to someone to be a babyface or heel, they do it. And I think they're doing it with Nakamura right now. Even changing his music, which I think was a fantastic idea. I I love that. Uh, And even changing a, a, a portion of his music even more to make him look more as a heel and not have the fan involvement, which is great. I think they're all in with this heel turn. I think it's paying off very well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people pointing out in the chat, you know, that we got Extreme Rules, so they could easily be doing the double count out and it leads to like a cage match or something at Extreme Rules. But (sighs) I don't know. I think think fans would just be done with that feud by then if they do another non-finish.
1: I just, I feel AJ has been almost cursed since he's been in the WWE storyline-wise. I feel that he hasn't had... His
2: Agreed. his feud with Cena I thought was really good.
1: Yeah, but I think Cena and Roman did a lot of the heavy lifting.
2: And Roman was good too. That's uh, that's really where I felt like AJ became a real main eventer. He he seemed like he was floundering a bit before that Roman feud.
3: I, I agree I think, with you. Yeah. I agree with you Glenn, but I would say I, I would add something to it. I would say his feuds as WWE champion because I think yeah. his feud with Ambrose was terrible. I was not a, I was not a fan of that feud at all. Uh, and I think that hurt him as a champion, too. Cena was great, uh, but but as champion, his two major feuds has been Ambrose and Nakamura, and none of them, neither of them made him look good as a champion.
2: Yeah. I mean, the Ambrose stuff had some memorable moments, you know, with the Ellsworth, James Ellsworth and stuff. But again, that's not top guy WrestleMania main right. event or stuff you do. Um exactly. I think, I think styles again, I think WWE and people will get on me about saying too often that someone should turn heel. <laughs> uh, but WWE just doesn't know how to write for baby faces. And you saw it with, uh, AJ styles tonight when he cracked that joke, when Nakamura said the thing about the pillow fight and styles was making the joke about, you know, uh, king of soft style and it just oh, yeah, died. Yeah. And anytime they have AJ do their scripted humor, he just comes across his lane. Um, so, yeah, I, I think as a babyface, he hasn't had anything that memorable. Um, but hopefully, you know, maybe him chasing Nakamura might might change that. But, you know, he's super over. I mean, fans oh, yeah. love him. They respect him.
1: No, he's just but, such a gifted performer. Right. The Storyline-wise,
2: they haven't given given him much.
1: Yeah. So we shall see where this goes. Uh, it's kind of out of nowhere last night. Yeah, Nakamura
2: one? should have a shirt that says Knees to Nuts or something like that.
1: Oh, I th- I'm surprised we don't have one. I mean <laughs> – Someone did a retrospective a little while ago about like the 30 worst wrestling t-shirts and knees to nuts is better than everything on that list. I'm and sure. this is stuff, you know, I mean, he doesn't
2: use the knees yet though. It the only thing and forearm uh, to nuts doesn't have the same, fist <laughs> to nuts,
3: you know, whatever. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if that will, uh, top pin me, pay me though. I think that was, I think that's
1: the,
3: Al <laughs> Snow. Good old job squad. All right.
1: Oh man. Um, yeah, so last night, the Usos versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Number one contender match. Who's going to get a championship shot against the Bludgeon Brothers at Money in the Bank? Um Good back and forth in this match. I think the big surprise was that Gallows and Anderson won, which leads me to think that their prospects against the Bludgeon Brothers probably aren't very good. Um, What do you think, Chris? How do you think this uh, fares for Gallows and Anderson now on SmackDown Live?
3: I was a big fan of of this. I like the Usos a lot, but... Uh, I was a big fan when Gallows and Anderson won. I think that you know this is a fresh start for them. I don't know if uh, you know they will probably fall victim to the Bludgeon Brothers, unfortunately. But um, I you know if it was up to me, I would have I would have them win it honestly because the Bludgeon Brothers. You know I'm a big fan of not showing the champions uh, uh, at nauseum, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like. You know the Bludgeon Brothers character isn't strong enough to keep them off air. You know to because it's like their character is so weak that they need to be exposed a little bit more, uh, and just having those Bludgeon Brother, the, you know the, the the promos that they do with the rubber uh, mallets hitting the camera at the end of it. I mean, just <laughs> all of that is just so just bushly garbage to me, and it's like there's nothing about the Bludgeon Brothers that is appealing to me. I mean, I'm a big fan of Luke Harper, Luke Harper as a worker, but at the same time, it's like, you know, they, they just have to change. And I don't think they're, I don't think they're heels. I don't think they're strong enough as heels to make baby faces look good. And that's what you should be. Uh, And I think with Gallows and Anderson, unfortunately, because they're not strong enough heels when they beat the baby faces and make the baby faces look even worse. Um, So, I hope this isn't just to feed them to the Bludgeon Brothers. I can see it happening, but hopefully it's a fresh start for Gallows and Anderson.
2: I'm I'm pretty sure it's just a placeholder for them. Uh, just yeah. something for them to do. You know, I think, look at how much it matters who's on top, like who has the title. And just, uh, you know, for, for last night with the Usos, I think it was the right call to have Gallows and Anderson win uh, because the Usos and Bludgeon Brothers has been done to death already. But the SmackDown tag team division seemed on fire when Usos were the champs and you had Uso and the, Usos and the New Day feuding. And now yeah. it just feels like, oh, you know, the Bludgeon Brothers as champs just has just brought it down. It just – no one cares about the Bludgeon Brothers and uh, and it, all the work that the Usos and New Day have done has just, it just seems kind of like fallen by the wayside. I think he could have brought the Revival um, – and, you know, kind of given them a little more. And they they could have had some killer matches with both of those guys. It would yeah. have been something the fans would have been into. Uh, and Gallows and Anderson, too. But this with the Bludgeon Brothers, any feud they're in right now, it just kind of feels like you're in tag team purgatory.
1: I wonder at Money in the Bank. They didn't show a Sanity promo last night. I wonder if Sanity, they really? save them for Money in the Bank and have them run in on this match. I could see that.
3: As baby, I don't, face know, well,
2: I don't know. Do you want to put him in the tag team title situation right off the bat? When again, you know, there's that mistake with bringing in NXT people and a lot of the fans not
1: knowing who they are. What are they going to do? I mean, who's Sanity coming and feud with New Day? Yeah, I mean, that seems mixing universes, you know.
2: I but, but, but I mean, who else yeah. do you got? Who, I what mean, other Usos
1: now are available? Who the Usos are available now? The Usos, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. The bar is doing stuff with the Miz against the New Day. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We've still got a couple weeks left of Money in the Bank. Yeah, Gals and Anderson uh, with the Magic Killer last night became the new number one contenders for the tag team titles on SmackDown. Uh, Money in the Bank qualifier last SmackDown Money in the Bank qualifier for the women. Naomi versus Sonya Deville last night with Naomi picking up a win. Chris, did you think that was going to be the outcome of this?
3: I was pleasantly surprised that it was <laughs> because yep. uh, part of me thought that uh, DeVille was going to pull it off, which I'm glad she didn't. Um, I'm just a big fan of Naomi. I think that she's one of the most consistent people on the roster, um, just a very solid worker. And, uh, you know, I, I was happy that she won the uh, Battle royal. She actually got a, a really, I was there live at WrestleMania. She got a really huge pop for that. Um, and I thought that was uh, really cool. And, you know, I think that they played on it. You know, they were saying that she's having momentum. They they did mention that she won the yep. Battle Royal and that she you know, won a qualifying match. So I'll be okay with that. I mean, to me, I think that if I would pick one or if I would pick two people that I would hope to win the Money of the Bank, it would be either Naomi or Amber Moon. Like, I think mm. either one of them would benefit Great. greatly from, from winning the case.
2: Yeah, I thought, uh, I think Naomi improves the quality of the match. I think she's, it, it makes more sense for her to be in it. So I was uh, I was glad with this ending. I think Sonya Deville has improved greatly. I think she looks good. Um, but yeah, I think the right person won in this case.
1: It is kind of interesting. The Money in the Bank women's card is a lot more tilted towards the uh, perennials, the the established women's faces rather than the injection of new talent they've had.
2: Well you got Ember moon uh, Alexa Bliss, uh-huh you know who who weren't on the main card like, two years ago uh-huh. um, and so I mean, like
1: yep yeah,
2: but it's not like they're a bunch of uh, they've been around for 10 years and stuff
3: oh, oh no absolutely no. absolutely <laughs> but you know it's Mickey funny James Michelle McCool hey, Mickey could still, still get in
1: Mickey could still get in next week she could i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised um i mean because they're kind of eight woman match i think you want to have some trusted hands yeah
2: you definitely don't want a bunch of rookies yeah i I could see sasha if she uh if it's true that she got to sign a new contract i could see her winning it uh the the gauntlet next week but um uh yeah i mean i think you want your best workers in a match like this uh, because you don't want people being like oh that the women's money in the, ma- money in the bank sucked and the men's was great or anything like that. You want to have your, your best people.
1: I think Naomi's probably also benefited a lot from Total Divas um, in terms of people just knowing her and liking her. I think she kind of became one of those low-key stars that you didn't realize until they put the title on her, uh, what, uh, two years ago, a year and a half ago, how over she was.
3: I think a lot of people would disagree and say that it's two different worlds (laughs) because, uh, yeah, I don't think, you know, I don't watch total divas. My wife, nor do I, uh, but every woman that cuts
1: my hair wants to talk about it at length. Yeah. My wife,
3: you know, she watched a few season seasons of it. it's funny because I'll be in my office doing some work (laughs) and I'll I'll go upstairs and my wife would be doing laundry, watching total divas. And she's like the most casual of casual wrestling fans. Uh, but she's into Total Divas, so it's like it's like two different worlds. Like for the guy, it's like I'm not interested, but the casual wife wrestling fan is like, oh yeah, did you see what happened on Total Divas? I can't believe that Rusev did that to Lana. I'm like, I. I-
1: I have the nerdiest <laughs> reason for not watching it, because my wife and I see the promos in this last season, what they did with Natalia and Carmella. We're like, oh, that's interesting. But we're like, oh, my God, the Total Divas storylines are like six months behind where the WWE <laughs> is. And that's, I kid you not, that was the deciding factor why we're not going to watch it, because we feel like it's a. I uh,
2: I feel like they can tie them in more. And if they did, it would get more of that Total Divas audience watching actual WWE no, product. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with Chris. I, I think there's two different universes. It's like when Natalia comes across as the biggest baby face on that show, but it hasn't mm. translated over to her being a top baby face. I think and Naomi has just been around a while and she's worked hard. Yep. She's it's kind great. of she's kind of in this, uh, you know, you know what happened when you're on top and then you kind of get pushed down for a while. And um, that entrance, and she's that, when in that she spot right re-
1: now. when she redebuted with that entrance post Team Bad, when she came in with the glow entrance and doing all of that, I mean, that was to- like a totally different person redebuting compared to the reactions she got before that.
3: Oh, certainly, I think this is the best mm-hmm. Naomi that she's ever been, and I think that the character really helped her. She's always been a great work. I mean, she's always been a good worker. I'll say she's always been a good worker. But just uh, she was lacking that character element. Like I always say, I mean, yeah. this is wrestling. It's a, it's about characters, and I think the character element is what Naomi was lacking. And now we see it because the character that was strong trend it it, it made her as a person more main event like than just being a good worker as Team Bad or uh, you know with the Usos. So I think it it really kind of broke the 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 glass ceiling when she started doing the glow stuff. Mm-hmm. Then we had uh
1: so she won that last night over Sonya Deville. She did the roll up out of nowhere on Sonia and got that money in the bank spot. We will see Monday night on Raw. Like, was it seven eight woman gauntlet match for the second chance? Um, we'll see who comes out on top there for that last spot in the women's Money in the Bank. We had the second chance Money in the Bank qualifier last night. Jeff Hardy versus Daniel Bryan. The winner of this match will go on to face Samoa Joe on next week's SmackDown. Samoa Joe was on commentary last night, and uh, he's so good at this. He was being quite magnanimous and putting both guys over, and then ending it with, "Oh yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy whichever one of them wins this match." <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, you know he's great on commentary. Um, I w- I wonder if WWE doesn't like him mentioning that he's faced Daniel Bryan outside of WWE. Uh, you know, yeah. they they usually want it to appear like everything's happening there for the first time
1: But you got to think last match on smackdown though i mean like 20 minutes left to go in the show vince is probably as tuned out as vince gets in gorilla position
2: if it was raw i could see them talking when he got back with smackdown who knows this was already in the
1: limo
3: on the way to the plane well they mentioned it though they said this their first time
2: right uh, after
3: in wwe
2: right after but that was also after samoa joe had said that on commentary but yeah
3: Yeah, i don't think that would have made a difference though yeah Yeah, that's,
2: that's probably true but then but they didn't say out out flat out also say that they've wrestled elsewhere before so yeah Yeah, it's saying in wwe that that keeps it factual but yeah
3: you know what i mean they miss they miss some factors to it but you know they indirectly say tell the truth right (laughs) yeah
1: um so hardy versus daniel bryan last night great match uh took up yeah it was probably went for about 20 minutes with the entrances uh notable that hardy tapped out of brian's leg submission for
2: daniel they're really, Bryan the that, they're really selling that heel hook i like that
3: yeah, yeah. what did you think of the match chris good match i, I like the build to it um you see that's the thing with again it goes back to characters uh, i think i think that daniel Bryan versus jeff hardy was so good uh, and I like the promos they had beforehand to really build the matchup because they were talking about two legends. And, and I like I love when Daniel Bryan was saying Daniel v- Bryan versus Jeff Hardy in 2018. That actually got a pop, even when he said that, which I was a big fan of. And it just had two really strong characters um, that collided. And I think that didn't need a big build. I think it was fa- I think it was really good. Here's my problem though. Uh, the fact that Jeff Hardy is losing consecutive matches as US champ, I am not a fan of that at all. Yeah, cleanly too. He lost a Ms. clean and he tapped out to Daniel Bryan, which I, I think that that decreases his stock as champion. I, I don't like when champions lose cleanly like this, especially consecutively AJ Styles did it at the end of the year. I think that was terrible that they did that. And I think Jeff Hardy's the same way. I think he's a rock star. he's he's super over still. He can really do something fantastic with that US championship, but they're having him lose match after match nowadays, which doesn't help him at all or the title.
1: Yeah, the title has been kind of a non-factor since the superstar yeah. shakeup.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Chris. I've said, I have say that all the time. I hate champions losing, uh, especially clean. Uh, it just brings the title down a notch. Um, but then again, Daniel Bryan shouldn't have lost either. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. he should be protected. Some, you, you know, I, I mentioned this before, but when he when it was announced that he was coming back, it was I was like the gigantic story, and he's they've cooled it off. You know, he's been cooled off significantly since then. He's, okay. he's just another top guy, but not a top top guy. And so, you know, I'm all for him getting his momentum because I, I, I'm all for protecting your top stars. And but Jeff Hardy could be there too. So it's kind of one of those things you book yourself into a corner. And so when you do this match, I, th- I think the right person won. But, you know, I agree. I, don't, I wouldn't have done that. I'd keep, you know, Jeff Hardy already got beat. Keep him out of it. And uh, you could have just done Joe versus Daniel Bryan this week. Now, one thing I don't like is that they're throwing away all these Daniel Bryan-like dream matches for free on TV. Now, as a fan, it's great. But if I worked in WWE... You know, I'd be like, save these for the pay per view. Like, What's Mike Canellas
1: you know. doing this week? Why don't we have Mike Canellas versus Daniel Bryan? Yeah,
2: yeah there's a there's oh. a there's a bunch of people you could put in, uh, yeah, but like I said, you could have just done Samoa Joe. Um, yeah. You could just just gone straight to that match. I agree, yeah. but um, but you know, again, good. the the slow build. Who knows? Those days might be. I mean they they feel done anyway. But now pay per view is going to mean, and by pay per view, I mean on the network. But it means less and less now. Right now, most of the revenue, you know, 190 million was from pay per view and you had like 150, 160 from their TV deal. Now it's, you know, two and a half times from the TV deal uh, over the network. So TV means more than anything. So,
3: absolutely. Well, I think with, well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's kind of like the unfortunate part for Daniel Bryan because I think what's hurting him so much is that he's being overexposed. I think you know, like you said, Raj. Mm-hmm. They they made such an elaborate story that he came back. It was his first time competing in three years. You know, the the, the match at, at uh, WrestleMania it meant so much. It was a tag team match, but it meant so much. Crowd was going bananas over Daniel Bryan, and now he's just one of the guys. You know, yeah. there he's there's there's no distinction between Daniel Bryan and anyone else. And I think because he's overexposed, he's there every week. Uh I wasn't opposed to the feud with Big Cass. Uh however, I think I think it's not necessary. I think we don't need to see Daniel Bryan every week. I think if you want these dream matches, that's when you bring Daniel Bryan back, you know, after Money in the Bank or things like that to build to those dream matches for the SummerSlams, for the Survivor Series, for the Royal Rumbles. But now it's like there's nothing different about Daniel Bryan from anybody else.
2: Yeah. At the very yeah. least, you don't have him wrestle every week.
3: Exactly. He you know, could do a yeah.
2: promo. He could do something backstage. You know, it's
3: the true. You know, I kind of
1: miss uh, the character Daniel Bryan that we saw with him as GM. We're learning now that he was miserable that entire time. Yeah. But um, I think, yeah, I feel like Daniel Bryan, the character, just putting him in the ring, we're, we're missing out on what makes him a great 360 degree all around oh, superstar. Oh.
2: He's such a natural babyface. Fans love him. You know, I've said I said this last week. I think he's the best babyface promo right now on Raw or SmackDown. Put him in a storyline that fans can really get into. Yeah, maybe granted. Maybe now is not the time because it's kind of the dead period. This is almost like a a creative off season for WWE. You know, after the superstar shakeup until July, you don't really see much as far as big events or
1: yeah. But look uh, what they did this year for their quote unquote on season between the Rumble and WrestleMania. I mean
2: um well you had the cena undertaker stuff I which, which you know, but it which, would they were trying it sucked it was the worst <laughs> yeah. way to do that match but that's but what it, i'm saying there like, was them, an effort being put in whereas yeah, now is that none. better or
1: worse though <laughs> is it better or worse when they're trying
2: it depends what they come up with like goldberg versus lesnar was really good yeah. you know oh, yeah. and the feud that they had so yeah. cool. it, it all depends on which way they go i thought uh oh my gosh i'm already forgetting okay. what the raw uh what was the Raw Championship match? It was Lesnar and Reigns. I thought, you know, they, they did some good stuff with that, with Reigns bringing up that Lesnar wasn't there and, and Lesnar the best not two showing weeks up. weeks
1: of Roman Reigns' career, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't remember. The, that the but, well, the yeah. one when he cut the promo of Brock never showing up, and then the week after when he confronted Invincible Command, Invincible Command banned him from the building.
2: Yeah.
3: That's when I
1: was like, I'm into this. I like Roman Reigns, finally.
3: <laughs> uh, well, I think Roman's getting much better in his promos. So I think his promo with Steph was pretty good. And, and it's funny because, uh, you know, he's uh, – it, it's it's so funny because I was, uh, I, I was li- listening to a bunch of uh, interviews of different wrestlers who um, – who went against Roman reigns and they just put him over like crazy i listened to a Miz interview he put him over like crazy jericho's put reigns over like crazy daniel bryans put uh reigns over like crazy and that was one of the biggest things that he his promo was was weak and i think that he's improved substantially uh from you know a year ago and i think that we see that i think he's i think he's more natural on the mic uh, you can tell that you can tell a Roman Reigns cookie cutter script type of promos that he had. Like he looked uncomfortable, but I think now he feels more comfortable in the mic. And I think you see it. I
2: think Roman is better than a lot of guys on the mic. Like I think his promos, AJ, I rolled my eyes a lot because of the, the comedy that they script for him. Um, But the fans have given, you know, the fans have put, you know, they have it in their minds that they're going to boo Roman no matter what. So no matter what you do, they're going to boo. So either you you change course, it's broken record. I think we say it every podcast. They really need to turn him heel badly. Um, and you got a top heel; he could he could kill in that role. Or you just keep doing what you're doing. The fans are convinced they're going to keep booing him. Uh, they got their minds made up. And there you go.
3: Yeah. We shall see. Uh, so next week, Samoa Joe real versus quick, Daniel quick Bryan. Plan, uh, oh, yeah, real quick. I was thinking about yeah. just about the Daniel Bryan thing real quick. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I think uh, we we're talking about him just being booked in that underdog role. To me, if I was Booker, uh, this kind of goes back with the AJ Styles thing. I would be totally a fan if uh, if Nakamura beats AJ. He beats him uh, on the SmackDown after Money in the Bank. I'll be totally a fan uh, of the club coming back together as heels and feuding against against Daniel Bryan and and taking that over to SummerSlam.
1: I'm into that. Would be a huge underdog. Although Daniel versus The Miz, I still think is uh, the
3: biggest.
2: Yeah, I think that's the way they should
1: go.
3: Yeah, it's not. uh, They haven't mentioned it so much, so it's kind of.
2: But I think that's why, because they don't want to give it away yet.
3: I think. Yeah, they don't honestly i think that that couldn't even go to the royal rumble i mean to me i just i think that daniel bryan needs that underdog factor that really made him over because like i said he's just one of the guys now yeah i would i would i would much be more i would be much interested in daniel bryan who wasn't overexposed against the miz as opposed to how they're booking daniel bryan now against the miz yeah (laughs) we shall see next week samoa joe daniel bryan
1: who do you got chris
3: I think Joe's going to take it.
1: I agree. I think it makes sense. I think if they wanted Brian in the match, he would have qualified originally for this. Um, And then again, I think booking themselves in your corner, I don't think they should have Daniel Bryan losing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see.
2: All right. So Big Cass wasn't on tonight. They showed him backstage on crutches. So um, it's weird because it it didn't seem like a storyline tonight. Like they didn't do Mm. anything with it. So we'll see if it's legit or not. I mean, he was selling, he worked every show on the, the European tour and he okay. was selling that leg injury um, from the toehold. So it could have been just, they didn't want to do Cass and Joe and this was their way of getting out of it. Um, so we'll see. I mean, they haven't announced anything officially. Like usually if there's a real injury, they'll, they'll say that's, you know, they're going to get an MRI done or, or something yeah. like that, but right. they haven't mentioned anything like that. So I'd assume it's a storyline, but mm-hmm. Um, they didn't further it really, other than taking him out of the match.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, news this week: WWE pay per views are going to run. Alone. Oh yeah,
2: someone's bringing it up they could see Cass costing Daniel Bryan next week. And I, yep. that's actually another. That yeah.
1: That, Come in with sense. a crutch, hit him.
2: Yeah, I thought about yeah. that. Uh,
1: longer pay per views, Rush.
2: Yeah. So now all the B shows are basically going to be four hours plus the kickoff, so five. Um that's what wrestlemania was right or was wrestlemania five wrestlemania was five plus five
3: six five. With kick.
2: or was it four with a two-hour kickoff
3: it was very
1: long <laughs> i think it
2: was four yes. with the yes. two-hour the seven
3: and then seven to eleven uh, and some change and it went over kickoff?
2: a little yeah. <laughs> yeah so now those are going to be five hours <laughs> with the plus a kickoff so wrestlemania if they do a two-hour kickoff that's seven hours mm-hmm. um SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, those are gonna be five hours with a one hour kickoff. Mm-hmm. Uh so holy, that's a lot of it's a lot of TV time. It's gonna there's gonna be unless those shows are spectacular, there's gonna be some tired men on the podcast afterwards.
1: Oh yes.
3: <laughs> see, and I think that's the factor if they're good, because people, you know, people complain about see, here's the thing I I don't like the four hour minor pay-per-view idea at all i think it's again it goes back to the word of the podcast overexposure uh and i think it's not going to help anything because the, the three-hour shows hasn't been good so making it one more hour isn't going to make it better it's I'm
2: kidding it's, how it's, long, it's, long did backlash feel by the end
3: yeah <laughs> that yeah hours. <laughs> it'll be even more to complain about but um i'm see i'm not the i'm not the guy who complains about the long wrestlemania's uh you know people have talked about having it two days i wouldn't even be okay with that you know I, I i like it the one day i just think the i just think it needs a better quality of a product because people don't complain about uh wrestle kingdom being six hours long you know what i mean i think and and i think that bec- the reason why is because the quality of a, re- a six-hour wrestle kingdom event is much better than you know a quad the quality of five-hour wrestlemania you know, keep us intrigued in five hours or go by in no time. But that's the problem with WWE booking nowadays. They don't keep us intrigued enough to not notice that it's five hours long.
2: Plus all the matches are usually booked the same. So it's, you're seeing yeah. a lot of sameness, uh, right. the styles and the way they go to the finishes and everything. Right. Wrestle Kingdom, they, they mix up the types of matches. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, man, I, I mean, I agree. Like I don't mind a long wrestling show if it's good. Uh, just so many of these just fizzle out by the end, and oh, yeah. and it's funny because there'll be a lot of good stuff on the show, but by the end you're just you, you're left with a bad taste in your mouth because the last couple matches had no heat and it just felt boring. No, yeah. um, the they booking. they want to get everyone on the show yeah. or as many people as many bodies on the show, and it's noble, um, but uh, it it just adds more filler is what it does.
3: Yeah. I think we can say that with a lot of pay-per-views nowadays is that if, if we look at the pay-per-view and we booked the pay-per-view differently, it would be better received. Like, Oh yeah. It's it's, it's, it's interesting to say this, but honestly uh, you know, there were some rumblings about it and, and I know personally, I shot it down. Like I hope this doesn't happen, but honestly, if the mixed tag was the main event of WrestleMania, I think it would have been received much better than what it was, you know, with Reigns and Lesnar.
2: Oh, that's what I said right after the show. I said if they had Reigns and Lesnar in the middle and the Ronda and Mousy, Rousey match as the main event, it would have been a much better show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, we'll see what closes Money in the Bank. I'm assuming the men's Money in the Bank match, but who knows? Roman versus Jinder, man.
2: Yeah. Or if they're if they're doing a title change, then yeah, yeah, I'd go with AJ minutes. and Nakamura. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's true. We shall see. Uh, what else we got before we take this home, Rush? Uh ESPN
2: came out today, so they got a second deal with UFC. So, wow. uh, 1.5 billion over three years. Uh, kind of crazy that SmackDown over five years is uh, you know one point you know a little over a billion. So it's not all that much more than SmackDown for basically all of the UFC rights. So it's the broadcast. It's going to be ten full U- ten full UFC events on ESPN, and then plus you know another fifteen on ESPN Plus. So there's gonna be a ton of UFC events. They're gonna mean less than ever, um, but yeah, I mean it's a it's a big money deal. They they got, you know what is that? So that's three hundred million a year. Then uh, yeah, it, so wow. you know they were they were hoping for four hundred. So it's still still a great deal. Yep. Um, so yeah, st- strong TV deal for them. WWE making money and with Fox, you know, not now they're out of the UFC business. They probably have extra money. So if they wanted to add some WWE shows to FS1, uh, whether it be NXT or, or whatever, I don't know if 205 live would do well enough for FS1, but it actually would probably beat some, a lot of the other
3: programming. So here's an interesting question. Uh, If you know, uh, the, the, the uh, one of the big, topics of discussion over the past few days that if you make smackdown live or taped if it is live on that friday night i wonder how that would factor into the hall of fame being on fridays during wrestlemania weekend
2: yeah that seems like i think the hall of fame is uh it seems like it's dying out a little bit like i would i I, (laughs) I I, figuratively i stopped by there this year and man the crowd was dead people were leaving as soon as i got there um i mean we didn't stay for the whole thing but uh it uh it might be better to just move it to the afternoons or do you know something because
1: i think doing separate separate inductions during access even maybe just bring you know and then tape them all and air them in one package um i think that might go over better
3: maybe. i think I, I think they want that the, the money from that though uh yeah. i think it's it's still the spectacle of it still the luster of it and things do they like sell that like on that.
1: pay-per-view though I'll- i thought it was just on the network
2: no, but the uh, the the tickets, tickets for definitely. the show. Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah, you're yeah. still doing it at an arena, and yeah. right, maybe it was half sold out this year, but that's still a good a good house. Exactly. Yep.
3: I was there, uh, and I, I don't know. I think you know you still have those people who are interested. I w- I was there the the whole time, and um, you know I it's still I don't know. It's it's still the kid in me who likes to see those Hall of Fame speeches. You know, I think. I think WWE kind of feels like that too. Like you don't want to take that away, especially you don't want to take the ticket sales away either. Uh, maybe you know, I was I was thinking about this. Maybe you do. I, I don't know if this would affect the ticket sales. Maybe you do Hall of Fame at ten o'clock, which still would be super duper late. <laughs> maybe you change, uh, or just and,
2: or just that week you just have SmackDown tape that week.
3: Right. I was going to say. Well, you still don't want to. You still don't want to go ahead ahead with the Hall of Fame, do you?
2: Eh, it doesn't matter. Um I
3: yeah, mean they've done that.
2: They, they, they've done that before where SmackDown would air on Friday nights and you had NXT or whatever on Friday well, nights.
1: Why not sell tickets? I mean, put put Hall of Fame on Fox. You know, why mm. not? on that Friday. So I'll take, maybe
3: too. do hall of fame on a Thursday or, or move. Uh, or, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe that. Yeah. They, they, I'll, I'll just need only, to add,
1: they could add another night to WrestleMania. I think making Thursday, the start of WrestleMania weekend. Cause
2: it kind of already is. There's yeah. stuff yeah. going on the Thursday night. So it's kind of right. like, it would be the unofficial kickoff.
1: Yeah. 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 Yep. We shall see. Uh, before we head home here, Chris, what do you want to, what do you want to plug? Where can people find your stuff on the interwebs?
3: uh i've been kind of like the breaking news editor on wrestling inc the past few days <laughs> uh, with, uh, covering a lot of uh the recent uh news about the deals uh, of course follow my work on wrestling inc uh and of course the pancakes and power slam show we have an interview every week Last night, we had a QA and a with a good buddy of mine, Lance Archer, from uh, Killer Elite Squad. Um, you know, every week, uh, we have a wrestler interview. And just uh, check out Twitter. Follow me at Chris Prolific. Uh, every now and then, I'll have a live Q&A uh, for you all to be involved in. Uh, otherwise, uh, continue to um, follow us on the uh, YouTube channel, Pancakes of Power Slam Show. The interaction's been very fun. I have uh, trivia every week um just uh very interactive 321 episodes so far and uh as shelton benjamin's theme song would say ain't no stopping me now
1: nice man uh raj what do you got coming up on the site
2: just uh usual usual craziness so uh even though it's a kind of slow news couple of weeks there's still we still got tons of content tons of articles so keep checking it out
1: Awesome, man. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein live tweet along with Raw, SmackDown and NXT most weeks. Uh, Give me a follow and a shout there. And until next time, folks, we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.